G'day, it's Phil Edwards, Vision CEO here, with a quick invitation to become part of this amazing beacon of hope called Vision. Together we can put our love into action to help people of all kinds build or rebuild their lives on the truth of God. Please consider the part you can play during our upcoming Visionathon appeal, remembering that it's your support that makes Vision possible, including this podcast. Life, Culture and Current Events from a Biblical Perspective, 2020 on Vision. As you know, the recommendations from the Ruddock Freedom Review have been handed to the Prime Minister and there is an expectation that there won't be a position or an announcement from the government until around the end of the month. However, tomorrow on 23rd of May at the New South Wales Parliament House, a conference with leading thinkers from the legal profession, from universities and politics will discuss the complex issue of the limits of religious freedom. Michael Kellahan leads Freedom for Faith and is coordinating the Freedom 18 conference in Sydney tomorrow. Michael's joining us. Hi, Michael. Welcome back to 2020. Hey, great to talk. Michael, you can see the submissions that have been made to the Radic Freedom Review if you go online, inviting listeners to go and check those out. Is there any optimism as to what the Radic Freedom Review has submitted to the Prime Minister, that there'll be any case for preserving religious freedom? Any insights from you? Oh, There's lots of speculation, uh, and we're always optimistic. Uh, but everyone's waiting, really. We're in a waiting pattern, waiting to see uh, what comes out. And as soon as it does, we, we certainly will um, be talking to people and saying, look, you know, here's a, here's a, a, a take on, on what the recommendations are. Okay, in the meantime, tomorrow's Freedom 18 conference, you've got a, a tremendous lineup of uh, the highest calibre speakers. Uh, give us a little rundown on what you're hoping to achieve with the conference. It's a stellar lineup, isn't it? We um, and the timing is sweet. We 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 chose it, of course, long that date, long before any of this uh, blew up. But uh, we, we each year try and, and gather together some of the leading uh, thinkers in religious freedom, uh, politicians from both sides, uh, and uh, you know church and community leaders uh, to to come to this. So uh, John Anderson, uh, who's spoken. So well on, on these issues uh, recently is is going to uh, uh, be there. Uh, Jacinta Collins, um, uh, ALP senator for, for over twenty years, you know, so much experience. Uh, Rosen Croucher, who was on the Ruddock panel and uh, uh, was uh, president of the Human Rights Commission. Patrick Parkinson, who who wrote our submission. A couple of um, younger, but you know, really good emerging scholars, uh, Joel Harrison, Alex Deegan, speaking about the limits of religious freedom. Do you think with the submissions that were made to the Freedom Review and uh, including your own submission, which was just a dynamic one and uh, largely put together by Professor Patrick Parkinson, that you might have just kick-started here a tremendous level of academic insight into the necessities for freedom in Australia? What are your thoughts on what might come from the academic work that's gone into those submissions and where things are at at the moment? Well, certainly what we're trying to do all the time is connect the, the best thinking to where it's going to make a difference. And the, the, the work we did was very much focused on the, the questions in, in front of that 
panel about the adequate protection for religious freedom. And that will hopefully not just be an, uh, an academic thing and, and lost in footnotes and things like that, but it will be in front of Parliament this year. So we, I think it's something we're going to see where uh, different uh, parliamentarians land on and how it is that they uh, take a stand or don't uh, when it comes to um, freedom issues. But certainly if we can be a catalyst towards uh, better conversations, uh, that's what we want to do. We're certainly not going in saying, you know, we're the world experts in this space, but we, we do try and build a network of people who really bring tremendous uh, uh, wealth of experience and knowledge to the table and are able to speak well to those you know who, who may have a different take uh, on, on these issues, which are important not just for the church, but for the whole country. Uh, that, that's been one of the things we're trying to say clearly, that we're not here to think, you know, how do we protect, get the state to protect the church as though, you know, it's this fragile institution that's dependent on, you know, the the goodwill of a few politicians. We've got every confidence in the church. It's, it's more thinking, will freedom itself be preserved for all people to have different beliefs, to be able to speak them, to, to, uh, to live it out? That, that's our concern for freedom itself. Now, you mentioned that tremendous lineup, and uh, including, as you said, uh, former Deputy Prime Minister John Anderson. Uh, you've got a, uh, Senator Jacinta Collins, uh, Emeritus Professor Rosalind Croucher, and, uh, and those other names as well, including Professor Patrick Parkinson. You're going to be talking about the limits of religious freedom. Uh, for those of us who are not legal eagles, uh, what does it mean when you're going to be discussing the limits of religious freedom? Well, I think everyone gets that you can't just pull a religious freedom card and say, this allows me to do anything I want, right? So if we're going to say that we need better protection for religious freedom, then you've got to say, what are the limits? So we don't want to say, you know, let's have uh, Aztec child sacrifices into volcanoes because, you know, someone has religious freedom. So where do you draw the line? Like what things are... Uh, Beyond the pale, you know, uh, how do you understand the uh, needs that a country has around say, security issues, uh, around protection of children? Uh, how do you understand religious freedom when it intersects with the, the rights of, of others uh, and what they claim are, uh, uh, you know, rights that, that uh, intersect with, with your own rights? Uh, uh, how does that find expression in the school space, you know. So there's all kinds of very practical uh, questions about where that limit uh, should be found. Uh, and uh, it's something that's going to be on the mind of parliamentarians as they think about uh, legislation that, that could affect freedoms. And so we thought it would be a helpful thing to put a body of work out there that can develop some of the, um, some of the thinking in the space. How does freedom relate to security in our secular society that we have today? Uh, because uh, sometimes we're, we're thinking of security and extra laws, uh, and some would say in an, we're already in an over-regulated environment. How do you think of the freedoms that we're pursuing uh, actually relating to that national security? Well, um, the obvious point of tension for this is, is radical Islamic violence, which is uh, a real problem uh, through the through the West. And you do have a, a, uh, 
to say that the state has a right to have laws to allow for its own uh, preservation and for the protection of its citizens. And, and that um, that's one of the fundamental things that a, that a state is supposed to be doing. Now, how does that intersect with people who bring a, a belief to the table which looks as though it's outside of the... Um, uh, which could threaten that that security itself. I think that that's one of the areas where we'd say that shouldn't actually be a, a difficult balancing act. Um, we'd we'd want to have a pretty clear commitment that said um, th- there's an appropriate limit there. Now you know you, you're going to have to think how that exactly lands in particular legislation, but. As a matter of principle, we would say that um, it's right that the state acts to um, protect its citizens. The, the danger, of course, is that, uh, and we've seen this in the UK, where sometimes legislation which is brought in in the name of security uh, is then used for other purposes. And so legislation that was brought in to stop you know, radicalisation of youth and people heading off to Syria was then used to have uh, inspection of, of uh, Sunday schools, and uh, because there, there was no way the state wanted to look as though it was, you know, uh, uh, discriminating between different faiths, and so it, it wanted to, you know, make sure that those Presbyterians weren't up to any dangerous things. Although, of course, everyone knew that the reality was that it, it was about what was happening in the madrasa. So, yeah. Michael, when you've got these tensions, uh, what happens with radical Islamization? And then on the other hand, uh, LGBTQ rights. Are you confident the government, when they assess these things, are going to be able to somehow or other strike a, a balance? It doesn't seem to be an easy one to solve. And, uh, and I'm just wondering whether you might have any optimism that there might be some sort of a silver bullet that might actually cut into all of this and, and make a really good difference. Yeah, it's a good question. Look, I, I don't think uh, we want to say this is, this is going to actually be hard for governments to do some of this stuff. And so certainly for, you know, the part of your audience who, who, who claim a Christian faith and who, who pray, they should be praying for rulers to be wise in making laws which are difficult. Right? It's actually tricky to work some of this stuff out. Uh, and tricky in an election year as well. Uh, easy, to, easy to kind of uh, play an alarmist kind of crowd, uh, alarmist tone that would, that would say everything must be done in the name of security. And you end up with laws that actually strip people of, of um, freedoms which, which are important, which are significant. So it's, it's tricky for politicians. I think it's, it's tricky for Muslims in Australia as well. So we, we are unashamed in saying we're actually concerned for religious freedom of all Australians, uh, including Muslims, uh, and their ability to live out and speak their faith. But just like any other citizen, we'd say if um, people are acting in ways which go against national security laws or criminal laws, then, you know, there's no kind of get out of jail card that says, well, I've done this in the name of my, uh, in the name of my faith. 
Now, Michael, as I understand it, uh, there are not many. Uh, there may be some limited places for tomorrow's conference, the Freedom 18 conference. For those who want to get some more details about how they might be able to participate or, in fact, in some ways, uh, venture into these waters from afar, if that's possible uh, online, uh, freedomforfaith.org.au. When people go to that website, there'll be a link there that people can get a hold of a ticket for the conference? Uh, yeah, it, it, it may be that they've missed uh, this one. They can have a look, and we, we may have some late cancellations and, and, and so on. But certainly if you, if you drop us a line there, sign up for our newsletter, like us on Facebook, do something like that. If you make that connection, then you'll, you'll hear uh, certainly the next thing. And one of the things we do want to do, uh, post the recommendations from, from Cabinet coming out, is actually to give briefings uh, to people around the country on, on these kind of issues. So we've already had heads of churches all over the place approaching us saying, look, can you just help us think through uh, think through this? And we're starting to just uh, lock in some dates around that. So, yeah, look, if people are interested in, in thinking about what might be happening next, then uh, do connect and uh, we'd, we'd uh, uh, love to help you think through um, what's next. Uh, well, no doubt there'll be those listening to our conversation now thinking, I need to get a hold of some of that resource. Uh, let me point people to freedomforfaith.org.au. Michael Callahan leads Freedom for Faith, and he's coordinator of tomorrow's Freedom 18 conference in Sydney. Michael, thanks so much for taking some time to share your thoughts in updating us about what's happening with the conference tomorrow, and uh, all the best as things unfold over these next couple of weeks. Uh, thank you. I look forward to seeing you there. Before you go, thanks for listening. There's lots more great audio on demand, or you can listen to us live at visionradio.org.au. And remember, Vision is listener-supported. Your donation, large or small, will help us continue connecting faith to life for hundreds of thousands of people across Australia and around the world. Learn more or donate today at visionradio.org.au.